0: Welcome everyone to Two Brain Radio. It is our mission at Two Brain to provide 1 million entrepreneurs the freedom to live the life that they choose. Join us every week as we discover the very best practices to achieve perfect day and move you closer to wealth. This episode is brought to you by Insight Tax. Insight Tax is founded by John Briggs crossfitter, a great big tall guy with a fantastic sense of humor, and John is like a coach for your books. These guys are not just pencil-pushing number crunchers. These guys will actually help you get toward your perfect day. If you're a member of our growth stage part of the mentoring program, you're familiar with John's videos on 1099 versus W-2 contractors. See, John used to work for the IRS. He's seen the other side of labor law, and he knows exactly where the line is drawn. Don't believe everything you read. But on the tax side, John can actually help you plan to take home more money every year and save more money on taxes because John is a certified Profit First Accountant. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I'm a big fan of Mike McAllowitz's Profit First system. And John at Insight Tax and his staff can help you plan backward from profit to get to where you need to go. It's helped members of the Two Brain family buy houses in the first year that they've implemented Profit First. It's helped people save more money, take home more money, and make the business do what it's supposed to do, which is pay you.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Two Brain Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Mateo Lopez and I am one of the digital marketing mentors at Two Brain Business. Thanks for tuning in. This is going to be your weekly dose of digital marketing magic. We're going to talk about different marketing strategies, campaigns, and hear from other Two Brain clients and see what what they're doing out on the internet to grow their business. In today's episode, we have very special guests, two very special guests. We have Leighton and Jolene Bingham. Is that how you say it?
2: Yep. Yeah, that's how you-, Bingham you say it.
1: From Thirteen Stripes CrossFit, and uh, I'm really excited because both these two have been with Tubrain for a while, but also one of the first people to go through the two Brain marketing addition to the to the incubator program. And so I'm excited to catch up with these two and just see what we can learn about their business and 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 how they market and and all that fun stuff. So hello, you two. Hey. Hey. so So you've been on various videos, I think, before. Some people may who have been following 2Brain may know your story, but for those who don't, tell us a little about you two and your, your gym, your business, how long you've been open, and uh, let's start there.
2: All right. I can start. So we purchased the gym in June of 2016, about a week and a half after our son was born. Uh, So it was kind of a whirlwind experience. We had absolutely no idea what we were doing. We were lost. We just thought it would be fun to own a gym. (laughs) (laughs) He thought it would be fun to own a gym, I should say. I kind of came along for the ride. Uh, We we literally had absolutely no idea what we were doing. When we started the gym, it it was kind of on the downhill slope. There was a manager in place who had no clue what he was doing either. A lot of people had left the gym and we took over it in June and then realized after a few months that we really had no clue. So I started looking around for ways to kind of help us and stumbled across TubeBrain. And I remember taking the the first call with Chris sitting on the floor of our massage room we had somebody covering a class for Layton because at that point he was coaching all the classes. All the classes, maybe one or two. He wasn't coaching a week. Somebody covered a class so that he could jump on the call with uh, Chris Cooper at that point. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah it, w- it was a little bit hectic. He missed about the first two weeks of our son's life because he took over coaching everything right about the time that he was born. So that's kind of our our backstory of how we came to Two Rain yeah. um,
1: for for this because I think a lot of people are still. You know we're we're getting a lot of inquiries and gym owners asking about opening a business starting one starting a gym Tell us a little about the experience of buying an existing gym what was that process like for you two? and in you know any advice you might have about someone who's thinking about doing the same
2: uh, so it oh, I'll let you tell the story because well, how it so, came about <laughs> so
3: we we've been going to the gym uh, for a couple of years and the the owner he said hey I kinda of think uh, I think I wanna sell the gym and I said, Hey, how much do you want? And Nice. That, that was yeah, the worst mistake. <laughs> do you that yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's not a way you want to do it. And we're like, oh, okay, you know, when we wanna see some uh, some numbers, some P and L um uh, profit and loss statements, what have you. And he shot us a number and at that time we had no idea how to value a business. Great. And uh they had I want to say there was what, 70, 79 members total,
2: 69, members.
3: 69 members total. Yeah. Um, there was about $7,800 in revenue total a month. And our ARM was at $67 the day we started to bring or going through the incubator. Yep. So going through the process of, of, of buying a business, we, we were tr- trying to get some numbers out. of trying to get some numbers and we couldn't get anything solid. So we went, went ahead and like, okay, maybe we can make this work. So we, got everything signed. We we went to lawyers, um, make sure everything was legit and then kind of, uh, dove in.
2: So, and the other thing is there were not enough numbers. We couldn't even get a business. This is pretty bad. We couldn't even get a business loan to purchase the business because he couldn't produce enough finances for somebody to give a business loan and say that it would be a sound investment. Now we know obviously that's a red flag (laughs) (laughs) you wouldn't do that. We didn't know that at that point. So we were lucky enough that we were able to purchase it outright, but um, it was in pretty bad shape at that point. Yeah. so I would say anybody who wants to buy a gym, make sure you've talked to an attorney. You've looked at the accounting, you've gone to their account and um, definitely don't do it the way that we did it.
3: Yeah. Check their, but you should be able to get business bank statements right. and see where the money's going. So
2: he was using it as a personal and business bank account. It was one one joint one.
1: Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That's that's <laughs> great. I love We've that. A but, long way. Yeah, words of caution: talk to a lawyer. Yeah. Step one. Step two: make sure you can see a record right. of money being moved around, purchases being made. I love it. Great. So, so you you talked a little about you you got this business, didn't really know what you were doing, just thought it would be awesome or it would be fun. You purchased the business, started getting your hands dirty, and realized, oh man something uh we gotta we gotta we gotta talk to somebody or fix what was that moment what was that like i don't want to say oh shit moment but that that moment of like oh well what did we just get ourselves into
3: yeah so we obviously uh, we purchased the business and then it was like well how are we gonna pay for everything (laughs) um (laughs) and how do we get new people Mm -hmm. and how do we not lose any more people than who? The, the guy before us lost It's like, or how do we get all those people back? Well, you know, what do we really do? Um, that was kind of the, and I, I'm going to give a hundred percent credit to my wife because had she not had the the fortitude to just continually try to talk me into talking to Chris at two brain, I wouldn't have done it. I mean, I have an amazing Fran time, but <laughs> Fran does not sell anything. So,
1: yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a lesson I think a lot of us learn the hard way too. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I love this thing. Everyone should love it as much as I do. Yes. And it's going to take care of itself. Yeah. And,
2: and everybody uh, wants to compete. Like, we, you know, that was the original thing. Like everybody wants to be a competitor, but that's not.
3: Yeah. If I make it to the games, everybody will just come in droves to the gym. Right. No, that, <laughs> that's the
1: 0.01%. And so we've, I know, like I said before, you, some people may have heard this, this part. Uh, Jolene, especially talking about this maybe in other videos and things like that. But how how has your business changed since joining 2 Brain and, you know implementing some of the things you learned in the incubator?
2: I'll start with the back end stuff. So we actually have systems. We have things written down so that if we're not there, people don't have to call us. And if they do call us, we tell them to either go look in the binder or politely ignore them until they go look. Um, that's the point I'm at right now. <laughs> But just a much better organization in the back, uh, a social media strategy, you know, uh, the presence to know that we need to make a shift in the people who we are looking for in the gym and to know that you can't
3: do everything you, yourself. You can't
2: do everything yourself. Yeah. That we needed to hire people. We, we were running it basically the two of us, no staff, no other coaches except for here and there. And we've, we've done a lot of that. Um, obviously, the numbers have changed significantly because of that. the sales process that's all latent
3: from when we started was hey just get people in the door i don't care what they pay you know come to a free class and all of our coaches were just giving out free training it's like okay yeah everybody wants to help everybody but why when we can you know have everybody have the same exact experience and nobody feels slighted or anybody gets more training than one or the other and that's kind of
2: Oh, and actually to add to that, almost, I would say about 70% of the gym had a discount of some kind. So Leighton actually had to physically talk to each person because the d- discounts were so big that we decided that an email wasn't yeah, going I, to be able to. We had to have those face-to-face. Face, face. I say we, he did. <laughs> uh, I, he, he's the hard conversation person. Yeah,
3: I had 70, 76, 60-some 76, 70. conversations yeah. individually every single It was a, a two-month process.
1: Yeah, that uh, that rate conversation is never an easy one to have. And so tell me a little bit more about you were doing everything yourselves. Mm-hmm. How long did it take before you were able to get to this point where you have a staff manual, you have processes, you have a way to direct people to say, hey, this is how you open the gym. This is how you coach the class. If the th- If the sink breaks, don't call me because it's in the manual already. How, how long did it take and what was that process like?
2: I would say it's took a while for I think both of us to get on the same page. And I think that's where it's hard when you own a gym with somebody else. He would be focused on one thing and I would be focused on something else and it wasn't until we kind of had a moment with our mentor who said, "Look, you got to stop stepping on each other's toes and just do your part of it." So it took at least a year for us to come to that realization that we weren't fighting each other, <laughs> that it was kind of a, a, he should be doing one thing, I should be doing another thing type of thing to get all of those lined up. And the the staff, the SOPs, that's a find something that they can't do. I write a new one because I, I don't want them to bother me all the time. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't like our staff. I love them. There, some of them, as hard as it is, some of them are friends. So it's kind of a strange boundary, but it took a while. And then getting a hold of the actual marketing part wasn't until we started talking to two frame marketing. And I believe I was one of the original ones who sent that, like, I want to do this. I, I get late that he was like, okay, whatever.
1: So yeah, <laughs> I, I think that that's a really important point though, that you just made where there's a lot of places where you can learn more about how to run a business. A lot of places where you can find a book or a course or someone, a tutorial, on how to run some ads. But I think having that mentor and having mentorship and someone to coach you say, Hey, no, you're stepping on each other's toes or, Hey, the focus is not aligned or, Hey, like we need to circle up. Having that person hold you accountable. And I know when I went through the incubator, hold me accountable, I think was critical to, to my success. Did you find that that was the same for you?
2: I do. And I think having those action steps, I think that was something that definitely for me, I need to see, you know, this is what you need to be doing. These are the things you need to take on. Um, I'm a big list person and a deadline person. So that's what I like. And I think one of the things that's actually really helped us make a lot of progress even in the past few months is we have separate mentors now. Yeah. So both of us are actually getting that mentoring and I think it's it's kind of doubled our progress at this point. Yeah. And I had never even thought That I don't even know why my brain didn't go there to say, "Hey, why don't we get another mentor? You focus on yours, I focus on mine." Um, But people who work or who own a gym with somebody else, I would even suggest something like that too.
1: That's awesome. That's amazing. And so now that you've kind of evolved, your business has changed. You have a staff in place. Mm -hmm. In your words, what do you sell, and how do you sell it?
3: We sell we sell a way to help people get their goals. Uh, make their goals you know rather they want to be healthy they want to make mix of games whatever we- nobody wants to make games. yeah everybody wants to make games <laughs> <laughs> no uh we're really just like selling a lifestyle it's uh it's crazy uh and how, how do we sell it well I, so right now, I'm currently doing all the Nesquik intros. We're training somebody, but we always take the help first approach. You know, there's so many so many things out there. You can, you know, anybody can sit in an office and say, okay, you know, here's our six week challenge. You know, it contains nutrition, contains personal training, and it contains group classes. Well, but how does that help anybody? And that's the—I think—that's the most important component that anybody's missing. If you don't know exactly what you're selling, and you can't like deliver it to whoever you're talking to as a health first approach, like you know, how is nutrition going to help this person get to their goal of gaining ten pounds, or how is it going to help them get um, to the goal of you know losing fifty? Then you shouldn't recommend it to them. We always go with nutrition and PT first, regardless of what, you know, we have on our marketing, um, because through personal training, it's a completely customized program to that person. And so is our nutrition. Now we have two different, two different, uh, level of nutrition. One that takes a ton of, that has a ton of accountability, one that has a little bit less, um, but regardless, you're getting the same service. So that's kind of, kind of how we do it.
2: Yeah. And I think what, since we switched to that approach, our, personal, when we didn't have any personal training clients, that was one of our biggest struggles, um, even up to several months ago before we started, but actually basically before I turned over the marketing to Layton, um, (laughs) once he got a hold of it, that's when we started making the shift in it. Um, because it wasn't my passion. It wasn't my perfect day. Uh, so I think with him, he's been able to really emotionally reach people, which is strange for me to say, but (laughs) he, he can connect with what is. What's their pain point, or what's the, the thing that is going to drive them to make a change? So whether it's getting in shape for a wedding or they have kids and they can't play with their kids, um, he's been able to really find that for people and yeah. help with it.
3: and that's what that's what really I think for us is it just drives our sales. and then on the back end, not only once you get those people in the door, making sure that you know all throughout your foundations you're you're helping them. Continually to set goals. Um, that was one thing that's I think is going to continue to drive our leg up. Right now, our leg is about a year in um, eight months, seven months. Mm. So it's five hundred and seventy-two days exactly. But just continually setting goals, even you know, even through the, the entire process, and disseminating the information from from me from with with the sales to the person that's doing foundations, from the foundations to the per- person that's doing the personal training. And then when we sell personal training, you know, even though it may be a ninety-day journey, we project out for six months. Hey, this is how we're going to help you get your goal, and not asking, okay, do you, you know, do you want to continue? Just automatically assuming, you know, this is how we're going to we're going to help you, and this is this is what we want to do. Because I think uh, the minute you take the assumption out of there, is when you see your biggest drop off of people just leaving. So that's kind of. That's kind of
1: it. Yeah, it's I mean it sounds like there's a lot of stuff in there. But it sounds like one of the key components to your sales process. And I think to any successful and good sales process is being able to tie the feature of your service uh, or benefit of your service to uh their goals or their pain point. It's kind of what you touched upon. It's yeah, this thing we offer nutrition, yeah, this thing we offer personal training, but being able to tie that benefit to your of the program to the prospect's goal, to their, to the challenges they're facing, how that benefit's going to help them overcome their pain point, I think is key. And I think that's, I think that's what you were touching on just a, yeah. few, a few minutes ago, which that's is cool. awesome. I think that's critical. How do you, when you understand someone's goals, and if you're doing a lot of the sales, how do you disseminate that to your staff? How do you make sure that message about that client gets to, to, the, to the staff members who are actually going to fulfill a lot of the coaching
3: so, so after, yeah. So after the, after the Nosewood so intro, we signed the client up, I assign it to whatever staff member I think fits best with their personality. And then I just have a, have a brief with them, you know, Hey, you know, this person has a bum shoulder or this person, you know, has a wedding in three months and you know, this is really what they want to do. But even though I do that, I tell them, I still want you to do a goal setting session and I still or the personal training. I still want you to do a goal setting session for the nutrition. And then we're going to do if If you're getting hundred percent accountability uh, for nutrition, we're going to do one every single month. Um, it,
1: go oh, ahead. sorry. Do you, so do you, do you, do you do that in like a email to them or do you do that in your staff meetings?
2: So for the staff, that's more of a conversation. Yes. Yeah, it's so it's the, more of
3: an in-person conversation. Yeah,
2: we actually use a uh, software software. using the right word? He's cool. the computer person. Is that Oh,
3: uh, yeah. Okay, sorry.
2: <laughs> uh, where we keep track of the goals. So our the GM who is going to be running our second location is actually starting to do some goal-setting sessions. So keeping track of those goals so that everybody can access them yeah. and have that visible to anybody so that if you know she does move or for whatever reason a coach does leave, we have a record of everybody's goals, and we can assign another coach to that.
3: Yeah, so uh, essentially to improve upon my process would uh, be to write everything down. And just you know that way I don't have to have the in person conversation because meeting with somebody isn't always going to be but having it written down is awesome,
1: so okay, cool so you have you have your in person meetings with your staff to debrief them, and then you also it's in your process for your staff to also sit down with the client when they're going to work with them and make sure they get get it from them uh, yep. hear their story from them awesome, cool, and so how has your business changed since? using paid advertising and some of the strategies we teach in 2Brain marketing?
2: Uh, well, we had zero personal training clients before. <laughs> I'm not, Wait, I'm not going to say zero. We had one personal training client who was sporadic from, um, it was a high school student who would come in and work with a former teacher. So that was pretty much all we had. Yeah. Uh, so we've definitely increased our personal training clients significantly. We have added the fact that we're having a GM now um, to do that. We are adding another, enough- nutrition coach um, because we need a second one and we've added several more coaches we're actually interviewing another coach to possibly move into another full-time person tomorrow Yep, tomorrow so basically it has increased our revenue significantly we're almost double at this point maybe not quite double yet but we're almost double from when we started just with the marketing and the arm is up i don't know almost 200 it's up Almost $150, $140. I have to double check the numbers for this month. But just from adding the personal training, adding the nutrition so that everybody's coming in now doing that nutrition. Before the whole sales process, it was more people would come in and just do our foundations and then go to group classes. So this has added a whole other component of revenue for us that wasn't there
3: and, at all. Yeah. And I think with paid advertising, the the one of the biggest benefits is we can... Target exactly who we want to come through the door. I, I, I say exactly, but we want a certain clientele to that meshes well with all of our other clientele. So our audience isn't nineteen, 19, 20 year old people. Really, start coming clicks they can't and us. yeah, they can't afford us. And then you're like, okay, well, sorry.
1: Lean, walk us through your process. How do you set up a campaign? When do when you decide you're going to turn one on? And then what happens? Once you yeah, talk to talk to us about the build out. What happens after the ads are on, and then uh, a little bit about your lead nutrient sales process.
3: So, to typically to build out a campaign, what we what we do is I go I, I do a lot of analytics. Um, so I I try to see where where we have a deficit in the gym. Um, you know, if we're I want to say overstrength. If if we have a lot of thirty five to thirty nine people want to try to fill it up with, you know, a little bit uh, of older range or younger range, depending on, you know, what clients best fit. And then what, what, what really, what will really drive the campaign is what, what keywords people are searching for right now, you know, uh, summer slim down or, you know, the six week challenge was a big one for a while or the 90 day journey. So what really people kind of want or they're looking for, and then picking a picture to match because <laughs> a picture says a thousand words, but it's really true in marketing with older females. You don't want, I call it the, 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 the mid workout face. You, you don't want people really struggle, show people struggling. You want to see happy faces that actually drives a hundred percent more people than anything else. And then when I choose to switch the campaigns would be when our leads or cost per click um, gets up upwards of 15 Twenty dollars uh, cost per click. So, or we're not receiving at least one, maybe two leads every single day. So, when our return on investment is starting to drop, or it's costing me more to bring one client in, it, client in, then we're going to invest that in total more. So, yeah,
1: got it. And so, okay, cool. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think something you said is is so true. I think the creative and making sure that the message and media matches uh, the audience spending some time and some money testing certain pieces of ad creative can really pay dividends in, in the long run, uh, which is something I spent a lot of time doing. It sounds like I know you spent a, a lot of time doing as well. And then once someone does inquire for your service, maybe they see an ad, maybe uh, they, they find you on your website what happens?
2: So we have it set up for um, the no sweat intro. They'll come in through a no sweat intro. They'll sit down and before they'll schedule it. If they don't schedule it, we have automatic emails that continue to send it out. They have a mm-hmm. call to action. Thank you. Yep. Um, a call to action in all of the emails that go out to them for at least two weeks. There's approximately seven emails that they'll get with a call to action. Um, if they do schedule a no sweat intro, they get immediately texted or send an email we're not at the place currently where we can immediately call everybody, uh, but that would be ideal is if we could immediately call. The day before the appointment, they are sent an appointment reminder. We had to make some tweaks. For whatever reason, Google Maps doesn't come to our address correctly. So we've had to actually, and we've through trial and error, had to start sending them links to other maps to get there. Um, and that's, that's where I stop. It's actually interesting because we actually split the lead nurture up currently. So I do up into the point that it's about a day before the appointment. Um, and then Layton takes over so that they know who they're going to talk to. Um, one of the things we're actually just noticing is we put our GM on the calendar for no sweat intros sometimes, and they have a the choice to choose between Layton or her. They're all choosing to book with her because it's a female name. So when the availability is there, and that's the one thing that we noticed is that having that female presence seems to be a lot more comforting for them. So when they get to that day before the no sweat intro, he calls and he will, the video text that gets sent if he doesn't get a call is actually of me because then it's a female, which we found was less, I don't want to say threatening, but less intimidating to them. Um, And they were more Mm -hmm. likely to text back if it was a video from me
3: yeah less creepish
2: yes and if the video came from our personal phones not from say up launch or whatever other client system you're using, they were more likely to text back if they had an iPhone and it was a blue, like a blue message that came
3: through.
2: <laughs> um, it's just those little things that we've kind of started to tweak a little bit. So at that point he takes over and then does.
3: Yeah. So I, I take over if I don't get a text back or a call back the night before at 8 PM, we actually cancel them out. We just cancel our appointments. I've only had one person show up mm-hmm. in the last I want to say it was six months
2: at least Yeah, six,
3: six months that we cancel it out. And that's because her. you give us a bogus phone number. Um, <laughs> so she showed up and she still spent $1,200. Yeah. <laughs> um, and th- yeah, it was awesome. But anyways, um, so everybody else, they just, they just don't show up. I actually even canceled off the wrong person one time and they still showed up, but I put them back in. So they're like, why'd you cancel me out? But anyways, so we cancel them out 8 PM. So more people can book and then fast forward to the day of, I, what I actually do in the morning is I get an email from my phone with a, a appointment reminders on it. And then I just go down and text every single person. Say, hey, this is Leighton from 13 Stripes. You know, I, I still have you on my calendar for X time. I just want to know if you still need directions to our location. I'm excited to meet you. And then if they don't, if they don't text back or show up or they open the, the message and read it and don't reply, we cancel them out. And just don't show that way, one, we're not wasting our time, two, possibly somebody could fill that time slot if if it's within six hours.
2: Yeah, we have a six hour booking window for appointments.
1: Awesome. So yeah, it sounds like you got that uh confirmation process dialed in. So you're protecting your time. And you know, it just frees up you can use that time to generate more more inquiries or more sales, or someone else can take that spot, which is awesome. Yeah. And so on average, how much are you spending per month on paid ad? I don't know.
3: I don't uh, know what I want to know. Uh, <laughs> oh, know. Right, well, right now we're spending about $50. Well, $50 a day for um, our main campaign and then $25 a day for our awareness. For
2: the second S- gym. Yeah, for
3: the second gym. So 3500 for – wait, yeah. Is that right? No. 2200
1: 2200
3: for one and then no, 2200 a month total.
1: And on uh, average, how much front-end sales are you bringing in?
3: About – let's see. 37, 37 on, a, on a low month. and no, the
2: lowest has been
3: five. Okay, 5,000. I'm sorry. I, 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 <laughs> I'm I, the numbers I, person. I, I, I'm thinking, sorry. I'm thinking about how much it costs versus whatever. Yeah, so uh, like 5,000.
2: Our best month was almost 9,000.
1: Yeah. So. For wow. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So that was December,
2: here. strangely enough. Our best month was December. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: usually a slow one. That's yeah. great. So, and so how are you, has this, has this helped you, you know, in in the process of you know opening the, the the new facility and thinking about expanding? Most definitely,
2: yeah. Yep. So right now we're running awareness campaigns. We actually are going to start the Founders Club tomorrow. campaign tomorrow. <laughs> now that we have the space, we got the keys to our second location yeah. yesterday, nice. um, so we can start doing the no sweat intros. Um, so that that should be tomorrow or Sunday at the absolute latest right. for the Founders Club. Before that, I honestly am not even sure how we would have gone about opening. I obviously like work, talking to people being out in the community, but how do you reach the 50,000 people that are within three miles, you know, even if only half of them are on Facebook or on other social media platforms, how do you reach that many people? There's not really a better way to do it.
3: Yeah. And, and relying on your, your people for word of mouth, mm-hmm. organic marketing isn't enough. Yes. Right. Some of it works it doesn't, if you're, if you're wanting to open a second location or or even hit revenue goals for your first location, it's it's not enough.
1: And so going from buying this gym, not really knowing what to expect, coaching all the classes, wearing all the hats, and then getting to this point where your business is profitable, profitable enough to sustain you, your family and your, your staff and profitable enough to fund and fuel and open a second location what do you think has been the key to your success
2: mentoring listening to our mentors and acting on what they tell us to do and then not fighting against each other but working with each other we still struggle with that sometimes sometimes i feel like our mentors feel like they might be marriage counselors too <laughs> but <coughs> no the, i think just taking action i mean you can have all the great ideas in the world but until you do them you know and i'm I'm just like everybody else. I get nervous, like making phone calls sometimes to people I don't know makes me a little nervous, but um, it's something you just have to to do. You know, we were both working full-time jobs in addition to running the gym. And within the next three months, the gyms will be our full-time jobs for both of us. Oh, so. wow.
1: can you, because I feel like a lot of people are going to say, like I've, I've interviewed a few people that are saying, yeah, Mentorship, but can you give us an example of a time in which you maybe were faced with a task and you might not have taken action had it not been or, or for your mentor, or, or a time where they pushed you over the edge to be able to get what needs to happen done?
2: You just had this call yesterday. Yeah.
3: So well, i, I got it since uh, two Brain brought on to brought on the Tinker Group. Um, I'm part of it, and it's exponentially helped me grow as hard as headed. As I am, mm-hmm. um, and listening to anybody else, mm-hmm. um, it's tough for me to do. But
2: yes, yeah, God <laughs> bless. Me. God, God bless
3: Jeff Smith uh, in putting up with my calls. He's helped me immensely. Yesterday, I had a call with him, and like f- finances for us is a big thing. I mean, for anybody, it's a big thing. But taking
2: we have two very different d- different styles. approaches.
3: I right. mean, she likes to s- save. I like to spend. Right, uh, but I like to save and spend. So. Helping him helping me have the conversation and to articulate it to, um, Jolene was, was the biggest thing. Um, and it was almost groundbreaking, uh, that it lifted so much stress instantly off of me. So, yeah. And another one was actually sitting down and me taking hold of not taking hold of, but just like going through all the money we spend with both our personal and business, and setting up a budget, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm sure everybody says, "Hey, I know how much money I spend. I know how much money I spend." But do you do you really? And how much are you budgeting for? You know, how much is in your operating account? How much is in your spending account? Are you, you know, just emptying every single account you have to go in on the next big thing? And I, <laughs> I'll do that. Um, and she's, no, <laughs> yeah, and, I won't do that. And, and, and she won't do that. But luckily, to the mentorship, I've stopped doing that and recognized you know, that I just need a uh, one that I just need to focus and I need to stop trying to do that. So uh, I like to take on a lot of projects, especially when the pressure's on and uh, helping having the mentor there saying, you know, you just need a focus. That's it. Focus on doing what, you, what you're supposed to do and do it to your 100% fullest potential has really helped.
2: So I'm going to add to that because I told him exact same thing earlier in the day, like my words in a text to him, where you just need to stop and focus. But it didn't resonate at all, not at all. Um, so he came home, or we talked later in the day, and he said he told me just to focus. You were like, <laughs> "I told you
1: that." I earlier. told you that. <laughs> How come when I say it, but it doesn't matter, or doesn't you don't yeah. hear? But it, someone else says it. <laughs>
2: yeah. I think that's been a big one for us. Is he can tell me something, and I can tell him something. But having somebody, an outside person who's been there and who's been through, that say, "Look, this is what has worked for me. This is not what has worked for me. You know, these are the steps to help you get there." So for me, one of the biggest things is calling people on the phone, talking to people, and basically, you know, I just have to do it. I just have to take that first step. Stop procrastinating. I got a book that my mentor recommended, and. Just started to take those steps because I know the next time I have a call with him, he's going to say, hey, did you do that? And I don't want to be the one who says, no, no. I didn't do that.
1: Why um, not? Because I didn't.
2: Because then it's in the notes that he takes too that I didn't do it. Uh, so I think having somebody just keep you accountable, especially if you're a role follower, which I am. He's not, uh, but I am. So
1: Yeah, that's. I think that's so true. And so, all right. Well, I want to thank you both for hopping on. I think that, yeah, I think we, we talked about a lot of, a lot of really important stuff. Just one, having a sales process dialed in that's solution focused, that's prescriptive. And that, like you said, helps helps first and, and is uh, in line with what problems your prospective clients are looking to solve. And I think another one is being diligent over your 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 money and, and looking at your ad spend and and tracking those numbers and and then also having someone to hold you accountable to these tasks that you're setting out for yourself as you're trying to grow and take your business to the next level and open a new location and conquer the world. So <laughs> if people want to find you, you know, late night you're hopping on my team you're starting to you're going to be available to help others as they go through the 2 rain marketing course. So where can people find you if they want to they wanna chat and learn more or drop in at 13stripes?
2: So our website um, has a ton of information about it. And for us, all of our contact information is on our website, Facebook, Instagram, you know, email, all of that, easiest way to reach us. We are in the process of changing the, the email address on the website, but right now it comes to me. So they would reach me directly. Um, we're turning that over to an admin. As part of our whole process. Nice, here. good. Um, yeah. Yep, that was actually one of my tasks my mentor gave me. Um, mm-hmm. So that's how they can get me. Layton is. I'm
3: I'm accessible by obviously Facebook, or you can email me at leighton at 13stripescrossfit.com or leightonbingham at twobrainbusiness.com. So just Leighton
2: um, at twobrainbusiness? No.
1: No, there's a last name.
2: I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know his email address. Mike
1: Lee's very, uh, very diligent about putting first and last name for the emails.
2: Man, I would have sent him a wrong email address.
3: That or could you can find me lurking in. No. You know, <laughs> find me lurking in the Facebook marketing group, or just you know, just send me a message on Facebook. I'll uh, definitely reply.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you both for joining me today. I'm excited to see some pictures and videos of the new space.
0: Yeah, yeah. hopefully yeah,
2: very soon.
0: Hey everyone, Chris Cooper here. I'm really thrilled. To see you this year in June in Chicago at the 2019 Two Brain Summit. Every year we have two separate speaking tracks. There's one for you, the business owner, and there's one for coaches that will help them make better, longer, more meaningful careers under the umbrella of your business. This year we've got some pretty amazing topics like the client success manager, how to change your life, organizational culture, the business owner's life cycle, how to have breaks, how to have vacations, how to help your marriage survive owning a business motivation and leadership, how to convert more clients, how to create a GM position that runs your gym for you and leaves you free to grow your business, uh, how to start a business owners group in your community and more. point here is to do the right thing that will help gym owners create better businesses that will last them for the long term, get them to tinker phase, help them be more successful, create meaningful careers with their coaches and give their clients a meaningful path to long-term health. We only do one big seminar every year, and that's the Two Brain Summit. And the reason that we do that is because a big part of the benefit is getting the Two Brain community together and and welcoming strangers into our midst and showing them how amazing gym ownership really can be. We'll have a link to the Two Brain Summit, including a full list of all speakers and topics on both the owners and the coaches side in the show notes. I really hope to see you there. As always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We greatly appreciate you and everyone that has subscribed to us. If you haven't done that, please make sure you do drop a like to the episode, share with a friend. And if you haven't already, please write us a review and rate us on how, what you think if you hated it, let us know if you loved it even better. See you guys later.